This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome to the Tuesday episode. It is Monday evening. We just put Milo down. It is exactly 7.13 p.m. Usually I record this episode on Monday mornings, but I had such a busy day And even though I had time first thing in the morning to record this, I was procrastinating and, you know, I decided it was a good time to clean bathrooms and not record. So now I'm doing it Monday evening when yesterday I told my husband that I just wanted to lay on the couch tonight and do nothing and watch Four Christmases. Have you seen that movie? It is so good. And I don't think my husband has seen it because I always reference things from that movie and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So he needs to watch it. Um, I'm actually going to do a post on Instagram because I'm curious what everyone's holiday favorites are when it comes to movies. Um, I'm waiting for Home Alone to be on TV like four times a day on different channels. I love Home Alone. Um, What else? I love The Holiday. I'm sure I'm missing some key movies. Um, And then maybe in a couple weeks, I'll do a post about Christmas songs or Christmas albums. Like, hello, Hanson. Best Christmas album ever. So freaking catchy. Received some irritating comments today. Well, one isn't today, but it's like, a thread of comments on my TikTok about, you know, why are people so bothered when parents or especially moms say they don't enjoy playing with their toddlers or their kids. Oh my God, this one girl just will not give it up on that TikTok. It's in the TikTok app, not on Instagram. So I just video replied to her um, in a fit of rage. (laughs) where I'm playing with Milo, explaining to Milo that the only reason I had him, like my husband and I had him, was to play with him and that's it. Um, So that felt good to post that. I'm excited to go look at the comments on that later. And then receive another comment on something, oh yeah, the TikTok about um, when Jill, like in the group Zoom mom chat, says breast is best. Um, Yeah, someone commenting on that saying, breast is best. 
but you can go ahead and say that if you feel inferior and it's like oh like comments like that drive me insane because I think about how these people are in their everyday lives and how they interact with you know other new moms in like you know mom groups or like play dates or even online uh or even their friends like in their real life or cousins and it's like these are the people that make other moms afraid to open up about things or to be honest like about you know struggles that they're having these are the people that are the problem so it drives me insane like I don't care her comment is not affecting me like in any way uh I feel good about everything that I've done with Milo and you know we're happy we're good but when I think about how they impact other people and how their comments um negatively impact people who are struggling with breastfeeding right now or you know who really wanted to be able to breastfeed but can't for whatever reason like seeing those ignorant comments just like puts a rage in my body um so yeah I responded to her so that felt good and yeah so this episode is supposed to be about me not being able to relax um which is funny because all I wanted to do was watch a movie tonight but I didn't get to record this episode so I'm doing it now and when I say I'm not able to relax like the whole reason this topic came to be was because I just put something on my Instagram stories about how I struggle to just relax especially when it's on the weekend um I feel like I just need to be like go 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 like doing stuff And I posted something on my stories and so many people responded with like, I feel the exact same way. Like what is going on? Why can't I relax? Um, And I don't necessarily have answers for that. I think for me, it comes from maybe anxiety. I've always been this way. And in grad school, it was over schoolwork. So if I wasn't doing schoolwork, I would feel like guilt almost. And if you're trying to relax and do something else in the back of my mind, it's just like, oh, you could be doing this, like you could, you know, get ahead on this project or whatever, whatever. And that's kind of how I feel now, even though I don't have school stuff going on uh, with the mom room stuff. Like, of course, there's always stuff that I can be doing. Um, And then like cleaning stuff and because we just moved into a house like there's so many things around the house that could be done that I find it hard to just like sit around and relax um even if I for example I really want to watch this Sean Mendez documentary or this movie that's on Netflix um everyone says it's amazing and like I freaking love Sean Mendez. You would think I would be all over that, but I have a hard time committing to like, okay, I'm going to sit down now for like an hour and a half and just watch this movie. I know that I'm going to like fiddle on my phone and then I'm going to get like sucked down a rabbit hole of some kind of like troll comment on my TikTok and you know, I'm going to start answering emails and then I'm not even going to pay attention to the movie. So I just don't put it on but then I find I don't relax and on the weekend my husband had a soccer game on and I just sat in the chair and we had just put Milo down for his nap and he was sleeping and I was like 
um okay like I don't know what to do with myself and my husband was like why don't you just relax and I was like no like I have all these things that I want to get done but I don't feel like doing them and so it's like mentally I want to be doing all these things and I have all these things kind of like on my mental to-do list but physically I don't feel like doing anything so it's like this dissonance like cognitive dissonance but it's like a physical mental dissonance if if this even makes any sense this is how I interpret it um maybe other people have different issues when it comes to relaxing but yeah I wish I was able to just commit to it and sometimes I'm good if I'm really physically tired then I will commit to like, okay, I am going, I'm putting on my sound machine and I am closing my eyes for an hour and I'll actually set an alarm on my phone and go do that. But if I'm not like physically exhausted, I struggle with it. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. 
And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. So all this to say is I'm going to find someone to have on the podcast that is kind of, you know, an expert in maybe it's like self-care or like relaxation And I would like to hear their thoughts uh, about this. And it's funny because it makes me think about the first yoga class I ever did. And I wrote a blog post, I think, about this topic. And, you know, I was very into like high intensity workouts at the time. I was doing CrossFit and I had always wanted to try yoga. And so finally, I mustered up the courage because it was nerve wracking to go to a yoga studio when I had never been before. Um, you just feel like everyone else is like a professional uh, yoga person. Yogi, I think they call it. I was going to say yoga player. That's not right. Um, so yeah, I was so nervous and like actually had anxiety like going and I got into the studio and you know, it's all quiet and you're sitting on your mat and when the teacher came in and had everyone like quiet, like be silent and then he or she started the class and it was like the first 10 minutes of class was literally just like sitting there in silence and like breathing. I was having raging anxiety, like raging. But of course, on the outside, I looked just like everybody else, like I was just sitting there. And this kind of makes me think of how I'm not able to relax. And that I, this is why I think it's related to anxiety. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know why I was, I was so anxious in that first class and then I got a lot better at it and then eventually it was just like a non-issue and I actually enjoyed the quiet uh, parts of classes but yeah super interesting so I'm gonna have someone on the on the podcast to talk about stuff like this because you know like what's going on next little thing I wanted to touch on was partner guilt which I have talked about this before and I have written about it before it you know, I, I thought about the term partner guilt because a lot of people talk about mom guilt, obviously, um, me included. And I started to notice that I had a lot of guilt feelings, but not with regard to being a mom, but more so with regard to being a wife or like, you know, in relation to my husband and things that he was doing. Um, so yeah. 
Again, I don't know why this happens and it's really annoying. And even though I can rationally like understand that I shouldn't feel guilt over these things, I still do. It's the same with mom guilt. It's like, I know independent play is good for my child, but when he's playing independently, I feel like shit and like I should be playing with him. So it's like you can't win. Um, But yeah, so my partner guilt that happened this weekend, I think it was this weekend, was my husband brought home dinner from a restaurant and we didn't eat ours. Um, I just had like a soup before we gave Milo a bath and then put him to bed. And after we put Milo down, I was starving. So I came downstairs and every time we come downstairs after putting Milo down, the dogs want to be fed like right away. They're like all excited. Um, But I was starving. So I was like, I'm going to eat first and then I'll feed the dogs. Um, I had a salad with a chicken breast and I sat down on the couch and I was like, I'm eating. And then of course my husband comes down like three minutes later and he starts, you know, getting the dog food out and going to feed them. And I'm sitting on the couch eating my friggin' salad. And I was like, now I feel shitty that I didn't feed them. Like I was the first one downstairs. Like I should have fed them. But then in my mind, I was like, it's his choice to feed the dogs before himself, which like that's his problem. It's not my problem. I would feed the dogs, but after I eat. And maybe you're thinking like, what's the big friggin' deal to just feed your dogs? But okay, they, they each have a different kind of food. One gets food in a little dish that you have to put out and then Muffin gets his food in a ball. So it's a little bit of work to like scoop up the right amount because he has diabetes and like put it, funnel it almost into his ball. And as you're feeding him, he is like doing fucking like cartwheels and jumping around making a racket. And then once you give them their food in the living room, Um, You have to go get Muffin's needle with insulin and give him a needle. So it's not just like a simple like throw some food in a dish. It's annoying and like the food stinks and you have to open the bag and then close the bag and like take the lid off the thing and it's like ugh, it's just annoying. Um, This probably sounds so stupid (laughs) like complaining about feeding my dogs. Uh, But anyways, so I had partner guilt over him feeding the dogs and I was like, screw it. Like, that's his choice. Um, Something else I had partner guilt over. I come downstairs on Sunday morning. Nobody woke me up and it was 7.30. Walk downstairs and my husband has Milo up in the living room and he had made pancakes. Like, what the hell? And obviously I'm super happy and I'm like, yay, this is great. Like what an amazing husband and father to my child this man is. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, like <laughs> I feel like a dick because I didn't. I Well, I guess when you're a parent, 730 is sleeping in. But yeah, I was just like, oh, but at the same time, I have to remember I do a shit ton of stuff as well. Like, it's not like he does everything or I do everything. Like we share, you know, I would say the household stuff and there's certain things that he does all the time. There's certain things that I do all the time. And then there's things that we both do, like take turns kind of. So I don't know why I feel bad in certain situations. And maybe, I don't know if this is just like, do men ever feel that way? Like, I don't, I don't think that they do. 
Um, because, you know, my husband can lay on the couch and like watch a soccer game all Saturday afternoon while I'm cleaning the whole house or doing whatever. And he probably does not care at all. He's like, well, why is she doing all that? Um, it makes me think about Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. She talks about this exact same thing. Um, anywho, okay. The last thing I wanted to talk about was laundry, which has never been an issue, laundry for us. Um, in this new house that we just moved into, the laundry is in the basement, which You know, I always hear people talk about how it's so great to have laundry on the top floor where all the bedrooms are, which like, okay, I didn't really think anything of it, but our last house had the laundry upstairs. Um, And now I can understand why people say that because all of a sudden the laundry just seems so annoying and it seems like it's multiplied if that's possible. And the reason I think it feels like it's multiplied is because I'm not just like quickly throwing in loads and doing laundry here and there every day. Now it's like I have to go all the way in the basement, like completely stop what I'm doing, fold it, lug it all like two floors up. It's just like a totally different chore or care task as some people would call it. Um, But yeah, it's it's really a struggle. Also, now, like, you know, if Milo dirties his shirt in the kitchen while we're eating, then I just take his shirt off and I literally just chuck it down the basement stairs. Like, I need to get several laundry baskets and just, like, place them strategically around the house because I'll just make little piles of clothes now on the top floor. It's by the stairs on the top floor, just a pile of clothes. And then, on the main floor, I just throw them down the stairs um, and and that's it. If you look down the stairs going into our basement, there's like a landing and it's literally just dirty laundry because I literally throw it at the ceiling, which is like going down the stairs and then it kind of like ricochets off the ceiling into that pile. I don't even have to go near the stairs. I can throw it from like the living room almost and I can make it most of the time. Um, what? Like I wish we had a laundry chute. Speaking of Home Alone, do you remember the laundry chute that he had in that house? Like that is what I need in my life. The crazy thing is, is like I hardly ever get dressed. Like I basically live in my comfy PJ sweatpants clothes. So it's not like I'm changing multiple times a day. And we only have one child. So we don't even go through that much laundry compared to most families, I'm sure. So Godspeed to you guys. Okay, one last thing I wanted to mention because I thought about this when I was driving in the car the other day. So you know how this goes back to the whole parents not enjoying playing with their kids and how that's normal and it's not a big deal. Uh, It doesn't make you a bad parent. But I was thinking about how, you know how they say adults have different love languages. So there's like touch, there's gifts, there's acts of service. Um, 
I was listening to one of Tova and Mike's uh, podcast episodes and they were talking all about the love languages and it was so interesting and it made me think like parents probably have their own love languages when it comes to their relationship with their child as well and you know why don't people talk about that how you know not every parent is going to show their love in the exact same way so where one parent might you know go over the top like playing and engaging constantly uh, another one might, you know, be more of acts of service and getting their lunches ready and, you know, making sure their favorite clothes are always clean before the week starts or, you know what I mean? And it's like, why, why are we so one-sided when it comes to parents and how parents are supposed to show their love to their kids? Um, Anyways, that's just something I was thinking about. Maybe I'll write a blog post or do a podcast episode about parenting love languages. Um, Maybe it already exists. I don't know. I haven't even Googled it. So maybe I'll start there. Um, But yeah, that is all for this episode. I have had a busy AF day. There's exciting things coming up for the podcast. Very exciting guests coming up as well. My episode on Friday, I believe, is with the allergy chef. So we talk all about like having allergies in the family, uh, especially a child. So she walks us through how to navigate that and gives us tips and so much valuable information. Um, I think my husband was banking on me spending a lot of time doing this episode so that we wouldn't have to watch Four Christmases, but we have plenty of time. Thank you guys so much for listening, of course. And if you don't already, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the.mom.room. And if you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast wherever you are listening to it, please go and do that. That is how it keeps me in the top charts uh, in the kids and family category. Next Tuesday, I'll be better prepared and it won't be so much of like a verbal diarrhea situation. Although I do enjoy just like sitting down and talking. It's kind of like a verbal or like an out loud diary, if you will. I should start each episode with Dear Diary. You guys have a good rest of the week and I hope your children sleep tonight. (laughs) 